Who's wrong and who's wronger? In this corner, followed by millions, James the Exploding Unicorn Breakwell. And in that corner, ignored by millions, Steve Dash Rinko Lieber. again. We're in search, because I am the big game hunter, we're in search of any shred of James Brickwell that resembles a decent human being. And it's been a bit of a frustrating task. Certainly, we're trying to find out why anybody would vote for him in the wrong and wronger poll. And as of today, I can find no reason whatsoever. So as you're here today, remember at the end of this broadcast, vote for Steve because I can't handle this losing, James. <laughs> yeah, uh, I thought it was just the characters people were voting against. Every time you did one, you lost. But last week, you didn't do a character and you still lost. Because it turns out it's not your characters people hate. It's you. Although, <laughs> from somebody who pays far more attention than either of us, I did hear an interesting factoid. Apparently, oh. every time you don't flip the Guam Quarter of Fate, every time you lose it yet again, you lose. <laughs> so maybe it's either people punishing you for not respecting the Guam Quarter of Fate, or it's the Guam Quarter of Fate itself cursing you for your disrespect. You can take that for whatever it's worth. I, I do remember somebody wrote, they're never watching this again until I get the Guam quarter of fate back. They were so disturbed by the fact that we had a substitute okay. quarter. You had like $25 worth of Guam quarters of fate. Like somebody gave you an entire roll. Did you spend them all on snacks? No, I, if you recall, those came in roughly that now my wife knows where they are because she actually showed me where they were a <laughs> few weeks ago. But it was when we were moving, and I lost track of them. And apparently, like most things in my life, when I lose it, it means my wife has found it and put it away somewhere. So she is sitting on right now a gold mine of Guam quarters. <laughs> so do you have a Guam quarter of fate for tonight? I indeed do. We are in the house, <laughs> and I have the Guam quarter of fate. And so I'm going to win this week, James. I don't know. And you... By the way. I didn't even introduce the show. I didn't mean to cut you off there, but you have reached the podcast where you got two grumpy and grumpier old men arguing about things that mean nothing to nobody except for the people who vote. And they obviously are a little bit misguided in their efforts. But James, I always ask how you're doing tonight. I'm not going to tonight because frankly, I don't care. That, that's good. I appreciate the refreshing level of honesty coming from you. Just let the bitterness flow through you. It, it suits you well. <laughs> Well, what are we going to argue about tonight, James? And we put a lot of time and a lot of research and development into this. Yes, tonight we are going to argue which are better, blanket forts or tree houses. Blanket forts or tree houses? And my understanding is you have a little bit of experience in at least one of those areas. Yes, there is a blanket fort just feet away from me, which is why we had to record early tonight. <laughs> I have to clear out of the blanket fort zone so my kids can go to sleep because... It's not worth uh, keeping them up just to talk to you, let me tell you that. Really, nothing is worth talking to you, but that's a whole different topic. Well, uh, I'm fairly certain Mrs. Steve would agree with you now that I've been <laughs> home for three weeks. But before we get into that, before the Guam Quarter of Fate makes its triumphant return and before I trounce you in another poll, we have to compliment each other, James. And you know how much I look forward to this. It bestills my heart. I would like to compliment you for digging up the creepy cemetery in your backyard. 
Most people would have just <laughs> left it alone, but not you. You're like, let's let's disturb those bones and see what's going to happen. So not only have you disrespected the Guam Quarter of Fate, not only have you jinxed yourself by by uh, doing a character, but now you have disturbed the bones of some long dead soul who will probably curse you even more, and you will probably never win an episode again. No whatever they are it can't be as bad as being cursed with james breakwell every week but <laughs> james i first it's i didn't do it this is all the wife's doing she's the one that tore the whole thing apart and for how dare you for stalking me on twitter <laughs> sir but she pulled all the boards out the concrete out and she threw it all in the driveway and told me to take the rusty nails out of the board which i took as she wanted me to do like manly man work but i think she wanted me to get tetanus tetanus tetanus, tetanus. <laughs> what tetanus. what was it if it wasn't a cemetery like was it like a in ground like a like a built-in garden or what, what was the what was the goal what was it supposed to be it, the uh the mistake you just made is one that most people made when they looked at that picture because the picture was at a strange angle. It's it's worse than being an in like it's not recessed. It's actually above ground by about a foot. And there's a layer of gravel of which a layer of soil and then a layer of weeds is over the top. Of. So <laughs> we've got to move about a, I don't know, 12 foot by 20 foot section of foot and a half. Now you can do the uh, volume. Uh, calculation on that one if you remember your geometry class but it's a lot of earth we're going to have to move to extricate ourselves from that stupid thing two owners ago they put in a garden and apparently it wasn't cleared by the city <laughs> so they just kind of did it and now we're stuck with it and we have to get rid of it and so step one is completed wait 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 in nashville you have to get approval from the city for a garden in your backyard this was a uh, construction, and we're not in Nashville. We we <laughs> we're in the part of town we call under the bubble or under the dome. Like uh, this is where all the people who get their underpants in a bunch over everything like this live. So yes. <laughs> well, I, I just I'm trying to ponder the logistics of why, if you wanted a garden, you would lay down a layer of gravel first. Is it for like drainage under it? I I, I don't know. Yeah. Okay, I'm just. I I've never, I've never seen gravel as part of gardening, but I don't know. Maybe that was a rock garden. I don't know what's going on back there. But good for you for digging it up and all the bodies that were buried underneath. I'm sure, I'm sure there's a Netflix documentary about a serial killer that'll be knocking on your door real soon. <laughs> I know you're too young to remember 1982, but this is basically the premise of the movie Poltergeist. It, it is. So, uh, yes. Except it, uh, they were putting, they were putting in a pool. You're just, you're just sprucing up your yard to impress the oh, neighbors. So well done, Breakwell. Nice. I haven't seen the movie. It just gets referenced everywhere. So I, I got you. I'm good. I'm good with this. And I, I've, I've made like four references to Poltergeist in my books. So uh, I, I'm there with you. <laughs> I don't know anybody would read those things anyway. That's, that's a good but, point. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to compliment you, James, speaking of your books and your parenting techniques, just the, the basic parenting techniques that I was witness to this evening, that uh, you had to shuffle all of the kids out of the line of fire as we're recording tonight, and you said memorable parenting lines that were very effective. You said things like, look with your eyes. <laughs> I could feel the blood coursing through the veins in your neck. Uh, <laughs> uh you know what? You wow. would think it would be self-evident, but they can just stand there in a room, like in, directly in front of the object they should find. And like, I don't see it. I don't know where it is. Did you look? Did you visually scan your surroundings? That's the crucial element. 
And things like go upstairs and watch YouTube. Like uh, just directing children to all the educational follies that are on YouTube. And then uh, the one that I like the best, go upstairs, upstairs, up. Upstairs, go upstairs, <laughs> and I don't even know if she's up there yet. But it's it's those kind of effective parenting techniques that I'm glad to be privy to. You know, if it's worth saying once, it's worth saying a thousand times. That's pretty clear. <laughs> and in all your parenting cha- you know, challenges back in the day, back when things were on easy street, I don't think you were ever quarantined with your kids for a month straight. So I, let's oh, not have any criticism God. of my parenting techniques here. We are in uncharted territory. This is where you move that cyanide caplet to just between your molars so that at the slightest provocation, you bite down on it. Yeah, I can't imagine. Four of them, too. Holy cow. How's it been going? Uh, I'm alive, so we got that going for me. I have not lost my sanity. I've not torn off my clothes and gone running into the woods. So I am I am here because I have to keep my winning streak alive. Our three listeners expect it. All right. Well, let's see what the debate shall bring. And I I have a feeling it's going to go the way of Dr. Steve. But what shall the two sides of the quarter represent for you this evening? Heads, heads I'm arguing blanket forts. Tails, I'm arguing tree houses. All right. Heads is blanket. Tails is tree. Ooh, it bounced off me and I caught it. And it is heads. You, sir, have... Uh, blanket forts. Well, that's good, because I have a permanent one standing in my downstairs right now. (laughs) Blanket forts are the best. You see, blanket forts are something you can actually spend substantial time in. You can sleep in a blanket fort. You're inside, protected from the elements. You're, You're safe from prowlers and wild animals. You're in your own house. You're safe and cozy. So you can send your kids to sleep in the blanket fort, and you can they can stay in there. You don't have to go outside and check on them. You don't have to worry about them coming inside to go to the bathroom or anything or getting locked out. You don't have to worry about the cold. They are just there. They are safe. They are comfortable. It solves all the problems. You can't really have your kids sleep in a treehouse because they can roll out and fall and break an arm. When's the last time you heard of somebody breaking their arm in a blanket fort? Never. There is zero possibility of death. The worst thing that's going to happen is those blankets are going to fall on them and they're going to be extra warm and cozy. They're going to get like automatically cuddled. That's, there's, no, there's no harm in it. Also, it doesn't require me to get out hammer and board and nails and measuring. I don't have to get out a ladder and go climb in a tree. I don't have to check the stability of limbs. I mean, it's just a whole different ballgame. You get all of the fun and none of the work and all of the safety. It is the best of all possible worlds. Every kid deserves a blanket fort. Nobody wants a treehouse. James, the problem is you grew up in Indiana where there are three trees and they're all in the southern part of the state. Like, you'd have no idea what treehouse is all about. I grew up in Wisconsin where we have tall, proud, strong trees everywhere and corn and cheese. But the point is, treehouses, man, they bring a level of exclusivity that a blanket fort just can't do. No girls allowed, James. If you'd have only lived your life by that mantra, you wouldn't have 27 kids running around right now. You have friends that are in the exclusive club with you. And James, if you would have had a friend, you would have understood today how important it is to have those bonding experiences. You do learn construction. Nobody ever tests the strength of limbs, by the way. I don't think any of our parents even knew that we were out, much less that we were climbing in trees and risking death. But that creates balance in ourselves because we have to be able to survive this. You and I wouldn't be having this conversation and I wouldn't grace you with my presence. Of course I had a treehouse. We lived in a subdivision that was under construction when I was still a kid. So we would uh, we would uh, reconnoiter. <laughs> we would requisition. That's the word I'm looking for. I don't even know what reconnoiter means. Forget that one for a second. But we would get wood from construction sites. We would get like bandoliers.
years of nails for nail guns. They were all kind of stuck together. 12 penny nails, man, for free. It's amazing. It's like a giant outdoor buffet for construction addicts. We would get all that stuff and we would build a tree house. There was one particular tree that we had and it was fantastic, man. It was fabulous. You can, uh, it's weatherproof, like you're outside. And mostly you're getting away from your family, James. You can tell by looking behind me, Mrs. Steve has decided to move a lot more stuff into my studio closet because apparently our house is too small to fit it <laughs> anywhere else. So if I could just build a tree house, James, if I could just go out back and live, I would be so happy. I'd have a TV, I'd have a beer refrigerator, and I would just have me. But I got to put up with these other people. That's what a tree house brings you, James. It brings you peace of mind. A pillow fort, you're right, like a, you, you even said yourself, you're in the line of fire there with the pillow fort and the blanket fort. Like, get it out of the house. Build a tree fort. Give your kids the life they deserve. A life without James Breakwell. <laughs> well, you really hit the nail on the head there. A, a tree house is exclusive. Oh, it is to keep people out. A blanket fort yes. is inclusive. It is to keep people yes. in. I don't need exactly. some place where my kids can go and have a choke point and say, two kids stay in there and the other two kids are on the ground crying and running into us and complaining <laughs> and causing drama. I need a blanket fort that can hold all of them. Because nobody ever has a sign that says, you know, so-and-so not allowed. Am I, I have four girls, other ones who always get excluded from tree houses anyway. Everybody's always keeping them out, even though they're, they're going out there and doing great things in the world. Let's end the discrimination oh against girls. God. Blanket forts. Play, yes, blanket forts are are about making people feel empowered, accepted, <laughs> safe, and it's you know what you can't you just you want to try to sleep up there on a treehouse really that some some ten year old hammered together even if you don't die I mean you're basically sleeping on a wood floor twenty feet above the ground there's no comfort there I mean a blanket fort is literal comfort the floor of a blank our blanket fort isn't a queen size air mattress and then there's blankets on top of that one of the walls is a blanket I mean you couldn't find more padding outside of an insane asylum you just can't hurt yourself it's, it's comfort in every direction on every surface it's amazing and Steve the honest how many of your friends growing up broke a limb falling from a tree uh i sort of have two answers to this question <laughs> now the direct answer to your exact question is zero however mrs steve when she was 12 fell out of a tree and has a permanent disability in one leg because she fell out of a tree so i don't really know how to answer that question other than to say none no perfectly <laughs> so if you had to ask her what would she like a lifetime of limping around for for the fun of like 20 minutes in a tree <laughs> i don't think it's worth it i think if she could go back in time she would tell herself hey let's just chill in a blanket fort tonight and life will be good. That, that, just that day. Yeah, just that day. Every day. Every day should be a blanket yeah. fort day. Our blanket fort has been standing for two straight weeks because it is a joy oh to have in the house. A joy, oh Steve. God. Something you wouldn't Are even you... understand. I have a Are place. You biting that... the inside of your cheek no, when you say that to it's keep the straight face. Perfect, because I can just okay. I don't want to see my children anymore. Go cover yourself in your fort, and it kind of <laughs> muffles the sound because again, it's got all the soft surfaces, and I just don't have to worry about them anymore. It's amazing. I should write an entire parenting book about the joy of blanket forts. It would solve all of so many people's problems. We'll look forward to that one, too. Hey, in the meantime, why don't you roll the dice? Let's see how people can vote for Steve and Tree Forts and a, a stable, permanent structure that is, uh, that, that's a monument to our engineering ingenuity. The debates always go so quick when I'm clearly on the right side of the argument. But if you want to vote for blanket forts and happiness and comfort, 
vote for 88. If you want to vote for Steve and causing permanent physical disabilities for a small <laughs> amount of fun in a tree, vote for 33. And if you want to throw your vote away, vote for 13. Wow, interesting numbers this week. We got two doubles and we have lucky 13. And I think I know which way people are going to go because they're going to go with the Holy Trinity times two. Steve, 33. James has those hard to write 88s, that figure eights, the infinity. Like, it's just too much to even grasp. Vote for 33 this week. And you don't want to go with, like, the number of the beast, 13. So... We have come to the end of another scintillating episode of Wrong and Wronger, and I'll bet you're just as glad as we are that you that it's over. But until next week, this is Steve Olivas, Dr. Steve for James, that guy, exploding unicorn breakwell saying thanks for listening, thanks for watching, and remember, two wrongs can make right.